This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler. And if you're new to the show, I read articles from rock star real estate investors every single day. Because we know you don't always have time for long podcast episodes or audiobooks. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Do today's record low rates make refinancing a winning strategy? By Mark Fitzpatrick. Most people have heard the old rule of thumb that it takes a 1% drop in your interest rate before a mortgage refinance is the smart play. Countless personal finance experts have passed on this rule over the years. This advice, however, is too simplistic. Maybe it caught on because it's easy to remember, or maybe it's just so simple that people tend to pass it on as sage advice. It's not. Yes, today's record low rates mean that you very well might enjoy a 1% interest rate drop and a lower monthly mortgage payment. But even if you don't, refinancing might make sense. In fact, there are times when a refinance makes perfect sense, even if the rate is going up, not down. For example, if someone has an adjustable rate mortgage that carries long-term risk, it might make sense to accept a higher rate on a new loan. Some people refinance from a 15-year loan to a 30-year mortgage term due to changes in income and the resulting cash flow crunch. Other people might need to refinance due to a divorce situation or to get a non-occupant co-borrower off the mortgage. You get the picture. How does refinancing work? Refinancing a mortgage means replacing your old mortgage with a new one, including a different balance and possibly a different interest rate or loan term. Refinances are often used when the market has lower interest rates or when homeowners want to lower their monthly payments. 
Some homeowners utilize a cash-out refinance to take advantage of their home equity or the home's value compared to what you owe for renovations and other major expenses. The process is similar to applying for your first mortgage loan. Be sure to shop around at different financial institutions and compare offers to your current loan. Lenders will look at your credit score, loan balance, and debt. There may be a title search and an appraisal. You might pay 2 to 5% of your mortgage balance when refinancing, depending on closing costs and other necessary fees. Keep listening to run the numbers and decide if refinancing your mortgage is best for you. Should I refinance my mortgage? Changes in income or a personal matter like divorce are legitimate reasons to accept a mortgage with a higher interest rate than the current mortgage carries. But what if you are trying to assess whether or not to refinance based purely on the economic benefit derived from a lower rate? Here are the questions to ask yourself to make a sound choice. What are my personal plans for the property? How does the current rate on my mortgage compare to the proposed new rate? Am I following the Burr strategy? Will I be able to pull out equity? Do I need cash to improve my property or pay off debt? Let's start from the top. Personal plans for the property. How long are you going to keep the property? Do you have plans to sell it within a few years or less? Will there be a reason to do another refinance during a similar time period? If the answer to either of these questions is yes, it may make more sense to hold on to the original mortgage or to consider an adjustable rate mortgage, which can result in a much lower rate than a fixed rate does. If you plan to dump the property within a year, you will have a hard time recouping any closing costs you incurred with the refinanced mortgage. However, if you are not sure, you may want to hedge your bets by planning for the long term, just in case. Current rate on your mortgage versus proposed new rate. The rates and terms banks offer change over time. If you have a bad loan, particularly if it's fixed at a higher rate, it's something you should definitely consider refinancing out of. The rule of thumb is to refinance if you can lower your rate by one full percentage point. That being said, Investopedia states that experts vary on their advice between 1% and 2%. The longer you plan to hold the property, the more it makes sense to accept a smaller reduction in the rate. So if you only think you're going to hold the property for another year or two, it's not long enough to refinance for a 1% gain. On the other hand, it usually would make sense if you plan to hold it for 5 plus years. We have a formula you can use at biggerpockets.com. Just type in the name of this podcast and you'll find the article. You can follow along and do your own math. The total net closing costs. When you have the total net closing costs, you can then compare the cost of refinancing to the lower monthly payments from the new loan and get an idea of how long it would take to pay off the costs of the loan. To see what the loan will cost you, you may want to check out a closing cost calculator. Like we have, a link to at biggerpockets.com. Otherwise, you can also run the numbers by hand. You can see the formula again inside this article when you search for the title of this podcast. It's also important to remember that interest rates aren't the only thing. There are many other factors to think about with a loan, including fixed rate or adjustable. It may be better to refinance an adjustable loan into a fixed one to reduce risk. Amortization. A 15-year amortization will require substantially higher payments even at the same interest rate as a 30-year amortization. Term. As we just mentioned, you may have to refinance to avoid a balloon payment. Loan fees. 
If too high, the fees could make even an attractive interest rate unaffordable. Refinancing the mortgage as part of a strategy. Refinancing is a key part of the Burr strategy. In fact, you'll notice it's the third R, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat, in the acronym. Once you have rehabbed and rented the property and it has seasoned, the amount of time a bank requires before they will lend on the appraised value instead of your cost into the property, it's time to refinance. Do this either to replace your high interest rate private loan with a long-term loan or pull out the cash you put in the property to begin with. Refinancing may also be a component of a different strategy as well. And if it's part of the strategy you are using, you should obviously refinance when that strategy calls for it. Sometimes, circumstances may force this upon you. Say a partner demands it, or the loan is nearing its balloon and is about to be called due. Almost every loan will have a term, usually five years. Most banks will renew the loan at that time, but sometimes they will not. And national lenders that specialize in investment properties, such as A10 Capital, usually have a hard balloon date when you have to pay the loan off. In these times, unless you intend to sell, you would need to refinance. Pulling out equity or cashing in. One of the most important ways that real estate creates wealth is as properties appreciate and you put down principal, your equity starts to grow exponentially. That being said, you can't buy much with equity. <laughs> to spend equity, you need to pull it out first. And so, one great way to grow your real estate portfolio is to refinance properties you already own and use the equity you pull out as capital to purchase new assets. The question you have to ask yourself is, will I make a good enough return investing this money to make up for the increased mortgage payments of a higher loan? This is something that you would need to run some numbers on. Another important reason to refinance out the equity in your property is debt consolidation. Mortgages are much cheaper than credit cards and many other types of debt. If you have high-interest debts, it makes a lot more sense to pay them off with a lower-interest mortgage. Some people might also refinance to use the extra cash to improve the property or pay off other debts. That being said, refinancing your properties to buy stuff or consumer goods isn't a good idea. This type of borrowing gets a lot of people into trouble. Stuff, in the end, is just... Stuff. You really don't need that much of it. But real estate investors do need refinancing. And if you know when to use it, it can help you grow your real estate investment portfolio immensely. That's this Tuesday's show. What do you want to hear more of? Shoot us an email at podcast at biggerpockets.com to let us know. Thanks for spending time with us, and I'll be back tomorrow. No, really. If I'm not back tomorrow, something's seriously wrong